11.03, Saturday, and it's a little brighter outside. It's going to remain sort of eh. So questions, physical problems, Give stuff that's been bugging you. Call us, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. What's going on with you, brother? What's happening to your world? Lots of stuff happening. How about yours? Let's talk about yours first. Yeah, okay. It's a short story. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. Everyone's Done. got it. Okay, moving on. Um, what's going on? Lots of cases. Uh, I think last week we spoke a little bit about um, you know, and I've spoken about this, I guess, to some degree at length over over the history of the show is the psychosocial yeah. factors um, Huge. that that affect pain levels. And uh, now I can't remember if I talked about this this last week, but uh, I had a gentleman who came in a um, little bit older and uh, chronic pain type of stuff, arthritis, mm-hmm. um, but great mobility. Like he he was in his seventies squat better than someone who's in their 20s great mobility and and flexibility throughout all his joints but he has aches and pains here and there um and you know we, i looked at him and i basically said you know at a certain point people have to accept too that at a certain age well, yeah. you're going to have aches and pains right mm-hmm. if that's if that's as bad as it gets when you're in your mid 70s i think you're doing all right once that pain starts to affect function that is different now but this person had full function mm-hmm. um in speaking with him, you know, I, I just kind of let him go, and I and we spent about an hour and a half together. He was a very very nice person, uh, but for the vast majority of that time, when I was to, when 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 I was asking him about his mm-hmm. uh, um, his pain levels and those things, he went into how horrible his marriage is. Like he he just oh, like geez. yeah yeah I became a psychologist essentially, which was fine. I let him talk. I didn't I didn't treat treat him like a psychologist, but you know I let him talk because you know when we have a conversation when I'm having a history with someone, one thing will lead kind of to another, and then people will just kind of go there themselves. Um, but he and it was clearly evident how how much this affects his life in yeah. every single regard. Um, and you know and again he's listened to the show. Uh, for quite a while, and he appreciates that, yes, the things that happen in your life, your mental disposition, all those things will have an effect on your pain levels. Um, Now, this isn't me saying that, you know, if you have a bad marriage, you will have pain. This is me saying that you already, this person's in their mid-70s. Everyone in their mid-70s is going to have aches and pains. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening when I talk about the psychosocial factors of things, I'm not saying that that is the cause. But it could exacerbate. But it could definitely put it in an amplifier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you plug that thing right into an amp and you fire it up and that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if you're unhappy, if you've got some poor mental disposition, whatever it is that's affecting your outlook in life, it's going to make whatever you feel you that much worse. And I and I, I think that just makes good sense. And I think everyone can appreciate that. Um and it's much easier to appreciate when you're not going through it than it is when, when you actually, when someone is actually describing this to you. Um, and, the, and this is the challenge around chronic pain um, is, is how do you really fix that? How, how do you target that area? Um, and, you know, this is a person in their mid-70s. Do they really want to get divorced and all these things? Like, yeah. it's not as simple as just like, well, just get rid just of bail. that. Yeah, just get rid of that person. There's so many things. And so I don't ever downplay that. I just simply provide the knowledge to say that this isn't helping you. What you do with that, that's you between you. I referred this person to a social worker. That's between you, the yeah. social worker, your relationship. That is that is not my job. My job is simply how can I identify the things in your life um, whether it's something physical, something social, or something psychological that is affecting your pain and making it worse. And a lot of times the people with chronic issues that I meet have done 
everything that you could possibly think of from a physical, a physical perspective, spectrum. Yeah. whether it's therapy, uh, injections, spoken to a surgeon, bracing, whatever. We can go through this whole list. The one thing that's often missing is they haven't spoken to a psychologist or a social worker, uh, someone who can help uh, the cognitive behavior therapy. I think we were talking to a gentleman last week, and I, and I kind of said, at a certain point, the cognitive behavior therapy isn't how do you forget about it? Because that that's not realistic nope. either. Sometimes it's about how do you accept what you have. It's management. Yes, it's management. It's how do you accept what you have? And and I think that goes for so many things in life, not just pain management, but if people could accept the reality of their circumstances and you just and you accept it, you you it is what it is, and you move forward versus always thinking about it then you can get further in life. And and I believe that that's the same in pain management. Once you can accept that this is part of your life, then you can get past it. And a lot of things, you know, for healthcare professionals, it's difficult dealing with, with, with pain management because pain is very, very subjective, right? You're going to experience pain very differently than I will. Um, for us, it's much easier to to objectively look at things. So if someone says their shoulder hurts, the first thing that we often get them to do in a physical exam is move that shoulder around. And what we're looking for is an objective measure. How much range of motion does this person actually have in their their shoulder? And I'm telling you that it's, it's insane how many people that have chronic issues have full function, full strength, all those things. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that if you have chronic pain that you've lost function. Okay. And this is the difficult part with people in 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 your in your life from the psychosocial perspective because people it's it's I guess it's somewhat foreign for the average person to accept like if you're in that much pain how can you do everything that you do? How can you move around? You, you're not restricted. There's no problems, right? Most people think if you're in that much pain you should be bedridden like you shouldn't be able to move, but that's not the way it works. And and that's what that's the subjective component of pain. It's it's the person's experience of what's going on, and that's very much the reason why we've talked about like you know when people come in and they say, oh, I have degenerative disc disease on my X-ray. A lot of people have degenerative disc disease on their X-rays, but they don't have pain. There's so much more right. than just what is the physical finding. Now that doesn't mean that the physical finding doesn't matter. Uh, it just means that you have to look at more. Than, dig deeper. Yes, you have to dig deeper. Yeah. And in fact, most of the times the radiologist will comment, clinical correlation required. And that means the, the treating professional needs to put the image together with what's happening in vivo in the, in the office. We got uh, open phone lines. You have pain questions, health questions. Bring them on. This is the hour to do so. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Dr. Pain Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Taking your calls right till uh, till close to noon. Bring them on. You have some issues. We want to hear about them. Discuss, talk, get to some resolutions. Mike, thanks for calling in. How are you, pal? Great, guys. How are you? Good. Good. What's going on with you? Well, I just, uh, you know, I guess I've probably had some knee pain that I haven't really paid much attention to, but I'm, I'm feeling it a little more now on my right knee, uh, kind of just to the left inside of the uh, patella. It's almost like a little, you know, just a little, maybe a, bump now and I'm noticing crunching and munching and uh, the odd time it's just kind of given out when I've been walking but you know I mean it, the, last night I just for the first time took two ibuprofen mm-hmm. and it actually worked but I don't okay. is is ibuprofen 
do I want to do that very often or? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm always an advocate of don't overdo it with with medication. However, having said that, the one thing that it does tell us is that an anti-inflammatory made your pain levels better, which suggests that, you know, here's a big thing that we that I'll often ask people when when they do take medication is if I'm thinking that there's an inflammatory condition going on, so let's say something like osteoarthritis of the knee, which will cause inflammation, if you take an anti-inflammatory and you feel better, well, then it's kind of diagnosis through treatment. That almost confirms that there must be inflammation if an anti-inflammatory made it feel better, whereas sometimes people will take an anti-inflammatory and it doesn't feel better. Well, that tells us, well, maybe it's not something that's inflammatory in nature, right? So if that kind of makes sense. So, I mean, how old are you, uh, Mike? 51. 51. Okay. So, I mean, that starts to tell us like 51, you know, could it, you know, be osteoarthritis of the knee? Is there wear and tear going on in there? You've had it for, you're saying kind of a long time, but it's just. Well, yeah. Like I've just, I've not really had to pay attention to it. I've just, I've just really noticed it more in the very recent past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that doesn't mean it, it hasn't been developing over a long time. Maybe you just haven't done anything about it. But like anything, it needs to start somewhere small before it becomes a big problem. Um, but I think, you know, my my advice would be you need to get it checked out at this point because if it's yeah. progressively worsening well and then there's no intervention to stop that worsening, then it's going to continue to progressively worsen. Right. Um, and yeah. so I think it's very important to start to identify what is the issue and what could be done now. Uh, okay. Because, again... It's very simple. The longer something goes on, the harder it becomes to treat because there's so many more things involved. Maybe there's more damage. There's more of the the psychosocial component of pain that that intervenes in how you experience it. Um, and so I, I think you need to get it looked at, right? If okay. you if you don't have it if you don't have it looked at and you just kind of try to manage it on your own, the problem there is that. There's only, number one, so many things that you can do on your own. And number two, how are you certain that the things you're doing are beneficial versus not beneficial? And so uh, that's where having a professional is very important in in identifying what is it and following the recommendations of that professional. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to, you know, it's necessarily surgical or you need to do a year of therapy or anything like that. It could just be something very simple that someone could tell you, hey, this seems like it's whatever. Um, here's what you can do on your own to manage it. If it gets worse, come in and see us right. type of thing. So, um, but maybe, maybe it is more than that. I don't know uh, at okay. this point. That's why... Uh, the assessment component is so very, very important. Great. Thank okay. you. Yeah, give us a call. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your call. Uh, yours as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to call through up till 12. Got uh, Rob on line. Hey, Rob, how are you? Good morning. How are you? Good, Good. sir. What's going on? Yeah, cabinet maker, uh, about two years ago, I was doing uh, a job that required uh, severe um, uh, aggressive sanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since then, I had problems with uh, my hands. And I just I just assumed, ah, it's going to go away, it's going to go away, it's going away. It never went away, and it, and it got it gets to a point, like, I can't even, uh, I couldn't even lift anything anymore. Like, even, uh, like, lifting my boy up at the armpits, like, that hurt. Like, I couldn't right. do it. I went to a uh, um, chiropractor, and they did acupuncture. And I did about a month's treatment once a week. And the pain around the knuckles, around the hand, it went away. But I, ha- I still have the severe pain around the, the base of the thumbs on both hands. And even lifting a sheet of plywood is, uh, is very difficult. Now, I'm, I've been managing, like you say, manage the pain. I just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, even if my son, 
you know, I, I'd be okay, and all of a sudden he'll just grab my thumb, and it was like put me down to my knees. That the pain is. How so old hard. are you, Rob? Uh, fifty-two. Now I went. I, yeah, I went to the doctors to get X-rays and ultrasound, and he said, "Oh, I have the beginnings of uh, of uh, severe arthritis," but I'm not sure if that's true or not. Well, what or, makes like, you think that that's not true? Well, I don't know because it it came all of a sudden after I sanded. Yeah, well, that that could just kind of be the the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Arthritis is is a is a process. It sounds like you, you know, as as a millwork operator, you're obviously using your your hands a lot so there there could be degeneration going on and just you know after some type of overly aggressive activity it happens and the base of the thumb where you're describing is is a very important part where if you do have significant osteoarthritic changes um it does tend to cause a lot of pain i'd be interested to see the x-ray to see how much arthritis there is if if someone is saying that they're severe like in order for something to be termed severe in terms of osteoarthritis, that's essentially almost bone on bone. And when things are bone on bone, that that does hurt. You'll know, right? That, that's when osteoarthritis actually becomes truly significant, right? Like, it's those x-rays where you're like, oh, there's, you know, someone 60 years old and there's mild osteoarthritis. Well, yeah, that would, you're, no one's going to get to 60 years old without some osteoarthritis but once you start moving in the more than moderate to severe range well then that starts to become definitely more significant the other thing to consider is anytime something is on both sides of the body um, you'd want to consider some type of autoimmune presentation now i'm assuming if you went to your doctor and they did they do any blood work no blood work no just, okay just, just the ultrasound x-ray yeah so i would say that anytime someone has bilateral which meaning on both sides i i, I would say that a good thing to have done is some blood work, specifically C-reactive protein and ESR, which will just give an indication of inflammation in the body. Um, and then if if those are normal, then that's good. That that helps to rule out some type of autoimmune and inflammatory arthritis or something like that, or at least starts to point you towards ruling it out because it's more complicated than that. Uh, but I think that that's an important thing. Now at 52 in the thumbs, you know, I don't know how likely it is that it's autoimmune, but it's definitely something that should right. be considered. But just based on the sounds of it, based on what you do, it, it does sound like it's more osteoarthritis and just wear and tear. But, you know, give me a call. Let's take a look at the x-rays and let's see if, if it is that severe. Rob, it's one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. Again, one eight five 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 doctor Lou or info at paincarecanada.com. Still got open lines. Lots of time for you to call in, ask your questions as well if you have pain problems. Bring them on, at least get uh, get on the road to get some answers happening. 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, Dr. Painchill, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 11.23 on a, uh, well, it's drying out Saturday afternoon. Hopefully it goes away and stays bright and sunny for the remainder of your long weekend. Lots of phone calls. Uh, bring them on, 416-870-6400, star 640. On cell, would love to talk to you. Hey, Rob, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good, brother. What is going on with you? So back in 2009, um, I'm in construction. I was carrying a couple bundles of pipe. Um, went for a walk that evening. It was kind of tight. I kind of stretched my back a little bit uh, and went down in excruciating pain. Right. Um, go to the doctor, x-rays. Um, I don't remember if it was a CT, um, but uh, they said the discs are herniated, the lower discs. Yep. Um I go to my chiropractor for a week, and it goes away. Mm-hmm. Every every year, maybe once or twice, mm-hmm. it happens to me. Yep. Um, I could be 
picking up a sock off the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of times when I climb into people's attics um, to get in there, and I'll come out, I'll be fine, but the next morning I'm completely stiff. Right. And i got to go for a week to the chiropractor. Yep. Um, I'd take maybe an anti-inflammatory or muscle relaxant, no pain meds, um, but uh, really I'm curious. Some people have said about surgery, my chiropractor mentioned that I've got until... I think 45, and then it won't happen anymore. Until the age of 45? Yeah, that he's seen that people with this kind of... Uh, How old are you now? Uh, 35. 35, okay. Somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know about that stat. Um, so what I can tell you is this. I believe the stat is that 80% of the population will experience back pain at some point in time. So that's that's the prevalence. Once someone experiences back pain once, they are 80% likely to re-experience back pain again within that year. And then that number continues to go up. And the number of times that it happens continues to go up, as does the severity. Okay? Those are the statistics based on the research. What I can also tell you is, it's and your story is almost textbook to what I hear all the time. Some type of back pain. Some It sounds like a disc, a disc herniation, just based on your symptoms. I know you said the CT scan confirmed it, but already based on what you had said, it sounded like that. They go get some type of therapy, whether it's chirophysio, whatever, for a week, two weeks, it gets better. So then they leave it. And likely it sounds like you probably left it and have only gone back only when it's gone and aggravated. Am I right to assume that? You are 100% right. And that is 100% the wrong thing to do. And the reason is why the reason why is the therapeutic interventions by a chiropractor, by a physiotherapist, by a massage therapist are incredible for getting rid of the initial pain presentation. However, part of the rehabilitation process should be that after you are pain-free, you then need to rehabilitate your low back to minimize the reoccurrence. And what happens is every time that you don't do that, all you're doing is predisposing yourself to making it worse next time and it lasting longer and it becoming harder and harder to treat with those interventions. If you do not start doing the active rehabilitation required with low back injuries, I can promise you, the one thing that I will promise you, and I'll bet against your chiropractor, is that you will have this past the age of 45, and you'll probably have it for the rest of your life. You need to start doing the active rehabilitation after you do those therapies. Now, that doesn't mean that you're never, ever going to have pain again. What it does mean is that you're going to have a strong core that supports you and minimizes the, yeah. the likelihood that that will happen, or that when it does happen, that the severity and intensity will be as bad as it could be. Um, so rehabilitation, strengthening your low back, your core, all of those things is so, so important and often not done. Not done because the professionals don't want to. Oftentimes because people just don't have time to do it. They don't want to build it into their schedule. Yep. But what I will tell you is you need to find a way to make it a religion for you where you do your low back rehabilitation every single day and you do it for the rest of your life. And I promise you that that is your best chance at not having this reoccur as bad as it does every time. And and that uh, 
would entail um, just exercising, stretching. Well, again, the rehabilitation is a specific process. That's where I can't tell you exactly what it should be for you because I would need to assess you to look at it. So come in, come see me. We'll go through your whole history, and then I can give you the specific things, or I can send you to someone who can walk you through this because this is an ongoing process. This isn't a one-time, here's a sheet of paper, and you're done. No, this is progressive rehabilitation, which means as you get better, the exercise has got to get harder. Trust me, Rob, do it. Take it from me. Do it. Get on it now and stay on it for sure. It's all about the core and the strong lower back. one 855 doctor Lou is at number info at paincarecanada.com. Frank, I see you there. Uh, hang on the line. We'll get to you and your calls as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Dr. Pancho, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It is 1131. Open phone lines are there. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Would love to talk to you. Frank, thanks for hanging in. How are you? Good morning. Thanks a lot. Thank you for taking my call. No worries. Uh, a couple of questions for uh, Lou. Lou, yes. I went to your office a few times. It's Frank Rebosa, Yep. Uh, the Harley guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you doing, Frank? Did you, did you get your street glide? I, no, not yet. I wanted to. I actually went to go pick up my motorcycle yesterday because uh, I was getting service on it, and I just found out that my brother got the the street glide, so I was pretty jealous. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Lou, uh, since I saw you, I got yeah. the lipoma removed. That's right. Yeah, I got a bit of I got a bit of an OA on my on my neck there. Okay, the yeah. And the X ray shows and everything. I I've seen this chiropractor here on Dundas, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Xavier Oakville area. Yep. What what I'm doing right now, which I want to get your uh, uh, response on it is I'm doing um, uh, what they call spinal decompression. Yep. Is okay. that a good idea for me, or is that, is that my wasting my time? Like, I, I'm doing it for a month now. I, I don't, you know, so, I'm so out. yeah, I get, I get asked about decompression inversion tables a lot. And right. what I can tell you, so I'll answer it in two ways. The research on any of that decompression stuff is not good. So I'll give you the research answer on that. Having said that, now I'll also give you the clinical experience. For some people, it's absolutely incredible and is the cure to whatever the problem is. And okay. for other people, it's devastating. So, so, it, so basically, it's not something that I ever recommend because it's essentially a crapshoot. Like you're just like right. you don't know. I can what tell do you mean you, by devastating. Well, some people like so here's a perfect example. I have I've been dealing with a neck injury that I've talked mm-hmm. about over the uh, since about the summer it happened. Yep. Um, and you know, I've been doing stuff to manage it and everything. I actually had some traction done on my neck myself because yeah. it's very much like a disc herniation. So I actually said, you know, and, and this started with arm symptoms. I just had it in the arm. Once I had traction done on my neck, I now have symptoms throughout even my lower extremities. No. So the Ooh. thought is you're, you're essentially taking the, the spinal cord and you're also pulling on the spinal cord. Yeah. If your spine is not absolutely the ideal posture, the ideal, uh, you know, uh, openings in all those spaces, what you're also doing is rubbing that spinal cord against things. And that was my mistake. Ugh. I let the person do it to me, and I and I should have known better. Um, and I'm paying the price for it now. So, but yeah. having said that, I have seen people who come in right. and 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 get traction done on their neck, even clinically. We do it at the cl- at the clinic. We right. really try to base it on the practitioner. Uh, type of uh, of experience where okay. can they say, but I've had people who have had disc herniations get traction on their neck like one time with one person and then boom, gone. All their oh, symptoms wow. are gone. Wow. Uh, so it depends. And, and right, Frank, right. it's 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 very hard for me right, right. to answer it perfectly yeah, get, for you because my result just keep an eye how it's how i feel exactly I, you've I already kind of said after a month there seems to be no difference 
I, I, no, no, it's, it's helped me a little bit. Oh, okay, good. Quite a bit, as you, yeah. as you, you know, as you know me, I was talking to you, and you yeah. did. I could punch her and you did a few, you know. Yep. And uh, may, I'll have to need a, make an appointment, come back and see you again. No problem. Know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lou, thanks a lot. No let's problem. Try it. Let's yeah. Try it summer. Thanks, yeah, buddy. for sure. That's uh, crapshoot's probably the word. That seems a little. It's mm. it's iffy. Like I, I get it asked a lot. Well, what about decompression or traction or inversion tables? And I'm always like, ah, if you really want to try it, it's on you. Like a lot of people are really like, I want to buy that inversion table. Uh, someone told me that they tried it and it was great. And I'm telling you, I've met people that have done this themselves and they feel great from it. But then I've also met people that have had it done and it's absolutely like horrible. Like the decompression table stuff. It, it's it's where you hang upside down like a bat. That's the inversion table. Then yeah. there's traction tables, which are kind of like rhythmically pulling you apart. I'll say pulling you yeah, apart. You're right. Uh, but then there's the decompression tables, which are bigger, more expensive machines. The only thing that I'll caution around the decompression okay. machines is they're big, expensive machineries, and often clinics are focused on that because they have they to pay, pay it off. back. Exactly. And I've talked about this before, where if you have a hammer, there everything's a nail. a nail, and if you have a decompression table, and there, you know there were there was a chain of decompression clinics. That? I don't remember their name, nor yeah. do I want to say it. Oh, 10 but, years ago. But they got into a lot of trouble because they were advertising. Now, I'm not saying the people that have decompression. I know some clinics that have decompression tables, great clinics. Mm -hmm. I even sometimes will recommend it for people. But it's very, very hard to say as a general rule. Right. Is it, like, you know, if you ask me, is low back rehabilitation a good idea for someone with low back pain? Yes, absolutely. And I can almost say that like 98% of the time. However, with this, it's much harder for me to be uh, certain about it. Didn't you? Didn't you had a story once of some girl that had a, a, a? She went on some sort of therapy like that, and it. She had some terrible results with it, with her with her, with a disc or no, it was one of the I, vertebrae in her spine. Or I've something. seen a lot of people that have had unfortunately some type of uh, severe traction done, and again, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. Now, that's the reality with almost any type of intervention, right? right. Like I've also met people that have had uh, injections and it's ruined them or surgeries. And it's like, that's just unfortunately the reality of the, the pros versus the cons of a therapeutic yeah. intervention. But that's why you need to have a good professional who's aware of also the cons. Mm -hmm. And, it, it, you know, here's the thing. You want to make sure that the cons are being, are being weighed in and you're not just worried about, oh, how do I pay off this table or whatever it yes. is. It really has to be, hey, if this isn't good for the patient, I'm not going to recommend it. And I just spoke about the rehab, and I said like 98% of the time, it's always good. There are a, a small segment of the population where doing exercise is actually going to be worse for them. Um, and, and it's very important that that gets identified. That's why when people are assessed or when I assess people, I'm not assessing them based on the statistics about what they may have. I'm assessing them because the, the reality is people don't care about the stats because I can say, oh, the likelihood of that is one in a million. But if you're that one in a million, Thanks. you're going to be pissed. A hundred percent. You're going to. So the stats aren't going to matter in, in that instance. So it's very, very important that people get assessed. Um, Specific to, to their cause, but it was nice to hear from Frank. He's uh, I, re I remember Frank. He was seeing me last year. Really, really nice guy. I just know years ago that when I had my initial lower back problems, when I heard it at work, I had traction at a at a clinic several times over and did absolutely nothing. Nothing. Well, that's good as long as it doesn't make you. The, yeah. the, the reason why I'm afraid. I don't think it may be worse, but it did yeah. The reason to why I'm hesitant to often recommend it is because the instances where it's made people worse. Right. Um, 
But sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's great. And I'm yeah. sure there's people listening that have had it done, and they're like, no, that, that totally fixed me. Yeah. And that's just the reality. 416-870-6400-STAR-640. On your cell, plenty of time to call in and get some questions answered here with Dr. Lou. Dr. Pancho continues, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. When the show is not on, you want to get a hold of Dr. Lou, simplistic. It is one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, or info at Pain Care Canada. Simplistic. Is that I a like real that. word? I, I, you like I, malady. I used to, don't, don't even go there. Don't I, I think you said malady. I, I did. said you comorbidity. Kept, yeah, you kept That's you or the malady. Yeah. I'm the malady. You make fun of me for it. <laughs> Between you and Carrasco, I get made fun of constantly on this radio station. I don't even know why I hang around. Uh, Amanda, good morning. Hi. How are you? Hi. Uh, I'm okay. So, uh, January 2016, I was rear-ended in a car accident, okay. uh, and in, uh, in during the course of that car accident, um, I hit my uh, right hand on something inside the car, and essentially I broke the uh, bones at the base of... The wrist, the wrist, like right at right where it connects to the yep. wrist, so the, yep. the last carpal yep. on either side. So okay. um, on the thumb side and on the pinky side. Okay. Yep. Um, at the time, I thought, oh, this should be something six weeks to heal. <laughs> Did you do you remember if the sca- the scaphoid was one of the bones that was broken? No, it was not. Okay, good. Yeah, because that no. one, one, there's a part of the scaphoid that. Uh, um, lacks very good blood supply, and when it gets broken, it's it's disastrous to to try to get it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, one one of the carpal bones, the scaphoid, if there's one part that just has very very poor vascular um, flow to it, and if it and if things happen to it, it's it's a disaster. It's but anyways, road. okay. Yeah. So go okay. ahead, Amanda. Yep. So I've been through you know different uh, investigations over the course of the couple of years because I have like ongoing pain that sort of um, to some doctors presents as carpal tunnel. So then they go down this whole carpal tunnel road and then they go, oh, it can't be carpal tunnel because this doesn't match and that doesn't match. And I said, well, I didn't have carpal tunnel before the accident, so I'm not quite sure how I would suddenly just like one day develop Mm -hmm. carpal tunnel. Um, But... um, like for example, they did the uh, the nerve conduction study that yep. comes back negative. Then they go ahead and do a quote quote therapeutic diagnostic cortisone shot, which not only hurt like hell for six weeks. Yeah, and probably did, did nothing did to nothing. get you better. Did nothing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why everybody cortisone and and people like are like yeah do it. No, yeah. don't. If, if you're listening, it's don't get the cortisone shots. It's horrible because what I don't understand is you're sitting there, you're you're sitting across from a, a professional who says, well, you know, sometimes carpal tunnel is atypical carpal tunnel, so yes. we're going to try this carpal tunnel anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, but I, I'm like, how can I have like something that just like it's it, it's almost like every single healthcare professional I'm going to doesn't believe that the broken bones that have healed and that even though the MRI shows, you know, there's something going on there with the nerves, we don't know, there's a a ganglion cyst that has developed, none of that has to do with my pain. And I, I find it, like, I don't even know what investigation to ask further because, you know, I'm sitting there in my head and I'm going, okay, I didn't have a cyst prior to the accident. I've researched it a lot. 
it seems like a, the development of a ganglion cyst is something that does happen with trauma. Yeah, but potentially. Yet I'm, I'm being told that the cyst, even though it's wrapped around my nerves and it's like in between everything, isn't affecting my pain. Which okay. to me doesn't seem logical, but okay. again, I'm going to people who are supposedly the best specialists in the in, in Ontario. Okay. Um, so, so Amanda, what's the question? So, I, I don't even know what investigations I can ask for further to I, to be able yeah. to improve my quality of life. Like, I'm looking at, I'm 48 years old. And I'm sitting across a room from a bunch of people that say, well, if you take painkillers mm. and you and you modify your your life and you use your left hand, you're more or less the same as you were. And I'm like, well, what profession, what recreation, what thing in your life does not depend on your dominant hand? No, absolutely. Like in terms of what you should be doing next, I, I would have to assess you. I'd have to go through everything right. with you. So, I mean, I would just say, give me a call and then let's set up an assessment. Let's look at it. Um, if there are other investigations, sometimes the unfortunate reality is too, and, and I'm not saying this is the case with you, but um, sometimes, again, if it is what it is and, it, and there's really nothing else that can be done, it might just be a management approach, unfortunately. It's kind of... Uh, but, you know, I would almost prefer that, being told that... Sure, yeah, yeah. Than, would. yeah. ...than being invalidated. Like, yes, I yes, I agree now, with that. Yeah. I have gone now two and a half years of having pain every single day mm -hmm. well, without fail yeah. and having nerve tingling every single so, day. So yeah, come see me and I can promise you if there is nothing that can be done and it's something you have to accept, I will tell you that. But there's probably something that could be done. And again, are you ever going to be 100%? Like, let's be realistic. Probably yeah. not. Um, for someone to say that the fractures that you had in your wrist haven't affected what's happening today. I, I don't I don't know about that one. Like that that to me makes no sense. But anyways, um well, let, let's just take thing. They're just they're trying to Yeah, well, you know that that's more yeah, and that's the legal side of all this stuff when yeah. it comes to car accidents. We won't get into that. Uh yeah, exactly. but you know, again, if you're just looking for your own health, your own peace of mind, come see me. Let's take a look at it. Um, you know, I know a lot of people who have carpal tunnel syndrome, but they go get EMG studies and the EMG study is fine. The reason why is because if you're not straining where the carpal tunnel goes, well, then it's not being picked up. So you can right. be atypical, but we can do some physical testing to figure that out. Amanda, that number one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U and info at paincarecanada.com. I see you there, Bob. Hang on. We'll get to you after the uh, short break and you as well. 416 870-6400 star 640 on your cell. You got pain, you got problems, got issues, bring them on. Dr. Lou here to answer all of it until uh, 12 o'clock. It's Dr. Pangel, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 11.52, we'll get to Bob straight away. Hey, Bob, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, sir. Good. What's uh, what's going on with you today? Uh, I'm a professional driver, and uh, I've, I've got this uh, bad shoulder pain that's been occurring to me. Um, it, it, it only really happens to me when I, 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 you know, drive, like I drive all the time, but when I, when I sit in the truck and like relax for a little bit, it really, I, I, I can't, uh, it, it hurts and it hurts all the time. I can't sleep on my right side. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. It feels like there's a clicking inside of it. And I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out what the problem is. Have you, have you had anybody look at it? Pardon me? No, I haven't. Well, that's step one of figuring it yeah. out, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's that's why I, I I heard you on the radio and I I wanted to come in and see you. Yep. 
Okay, so it's simple. Give me a call, one eight five 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 Doctor Lou, um, and and let's set up a time to to take a look at it, and we'll figure it out. It might just be a simple functional issue, depending on posture related things. Might be something more, but um, I think it's always always step one is having a professional take a look at it. I'm I'm happy to be that professional for you. Yeah, yeah, because it, 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 it's quite painful, and uh, I, I, you know, I've been told it's maybe bursitis or this or that, or yeah, it, there, it could be number know, of things, a number of yeah. dozens of different things. But the okay, only... so just give you a call. Yep. Uh, where was your office at? So where I do the assessments is in Etobicoke. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bob. Again, number one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. That could be, you know, it's a shoulder. Yeah, the yeah there's, there's a lot of things there. It's actually, it's been a nice show. We've had people call with neck, low back, wrist. knee, wrist, shoulder. Yep. We're missing on elbow. Oh, oh wait, oh, how about forearm? A, we got a forearm pain here. Hey, Jason, Perfect. how are you? Not too bad. Well, I wish I could be better. But, <laughs> right, uh, yeah, gotcha. Probably the reason I'm, I'm talking to you right now. Yep. Um, I, I exercise uh, very uh, regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lift weights um, and... Over the last, I'd say, month and a half or so, I've experiencing I've been experiencing pain uh, in between my my bicep and my forearm forearm um, to the point where when I when I lift the uh, uh, the weight with my bicep, it's extremely painful. Okay, uh, and it seems to be getting worse. Yep. Um, when I when I turn my my wrist, for example, uh, outward, I can I, I feel it in the bicep. Okay. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out, like, what should I be doing to, to fix it? Of course, you know, I, I know you're going to tell me to rest, but I don't want to. Well, I'm not necessarily going to tell you to rest. I'm going to say, have, it, have you had it looked at by a professional? That's what I'm going to say. Uh, not yet, no. Yeah, that, that's step one, right? Because, again, the same as the last caller, shoulder pain, that, that, that's just, like, that opens up, like, you know, dozens of different things. So you're saying it's in between your forearm and your bicep. So I'm assuming that means in your elbow? Like the elbow area? Yes. And then you're turning when you're supinating, so when you're turning your hands upwards, there's pain with that? That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it could be a bunch of different things. Uh, I'd have to honestly look at it and and do a couple quick tests, in all honesty, uh, in order to know what it is. But... You know, that that is always, again, step one. If you can figure out what the issue is, not you, I mean a professional figuring it out, they can give you the advice yeah. that you should be doing. Sometimes rest is part of it. Sometimes rest is not yeah. part of it. You know, if, if rest is one of those things, we we spoke about this last week. Like, let, let's assume rest is part of your what, what I, would be my recommendation for you. Let's just assume. It may not be. But let's say I said you need to rest for two weeks and, and you're one of those guys that says, no, I don't want to rest. The one the way you have to look at it is if you want to keep going long term with whatever it yeah. is that you're doing, it's sometimes worth giving up two weeks um, right. because, yeah. you know, you don't want to be giving it up forever because your your issue gets so bad that you can't work out anymore. And it sounds like you're an active person. You you like that lifestyle, which is good. I encourage you to keep doing that. But there's also ways to rest that are what we call active rest as well. Like when we say rest, we don't mean like laying in a bed for, for a week and I, I don't want you to move. Like there's still other things that could be done. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have to look at it, Jason, in order to be, um, you know, certain on what it is. And, and then we can make the proper recommendation. Okay, that sounds fair. Thank okay. you very much. No problem. Thanks, Jason. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U is the number. Got a couple minutes here till we wrap it up. Mike, what's going on with you? Hi, how are you doing? Good, pal. Hey, good. I was listening to a fellow with a sore thumb. I only mm-hmm. caught the middle of it, 
Uh, I was just wondering if there is any result, like there are any operation that could ease the pain. It, it uh, depends on what the problem in the thumb is. It, it's the arthritis. I went to my doctor. I'm doing physio. I don't know if physio is going to help. Yeah, I, I, again, I'd, I'd have to see the extent of the damage. Um, yeah. You know, can shaving away some of that be uh, beneficial? Maybe, but it, it very much depends. The one thing that I can tell you is with upper extremity surgeries like uh, wrist and elbow stuff, hand, right. the, the outcomes are not great. It's, it's a tough area because of how oh, much really? we need to use it. So, But that yeah. doesn't mean that it's never an option. Uh, I would just need to see the extent of the damage, the functional limitations in yeah. order to comment on that. And it is very sore. It's very um, sore more in the morning when I'm waking up because I'm, yeah. I'm not moving it. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, will an ultrasound or x-ray help me? I'd, I'd have to see you. I don't know. I can't tell oh. you that an imaging okay. study will help if I haven't assessed it. Yeah. Yep. So the other question, too, was my toe is the same thing, my left toe, okay. uh, arthritis. Uh, there is an operation I know that they can do. Mm-hmm. Is it... Is it is it good to do the operation? I don't know. A lot of people say don't do I, it. Again, I'd have to know exactly yeah. what the... I can't comment on those types of things if I don't know. And, and I don't think people should want me to comment on those things because... Without knowing. Yeah, I need to know in order yeah. for me to make a comment. I need to assess you. I, I'm not, yeah. I don't paint everything with the same brush. And so uh, I think the point of the show is if, if you're listening, uh, you know, give me a call and, and let's do – it all starts with a phone call. Just That's a simple it. call. Um, we'll have a conversation. If I think, you know, we can help, I'll let you know. If I don't, I'll equally let you know. So nothing to lose. Good way to wrap it for today. That number one more time, one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. Email is info at paincarecanada.com. Till next time, Doctor Pain Show, Global News Radio, six forty Toronto.